I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this is a Couple Games Gaming Podcast. Tonight we are going to catch you guys up on what we've been up to, like we typically do, since this has turned into a once a month podcast. Sorry about that. Um, and then we'll also just, you know, talk about obviously the games we've been playing, got some fun ones. I don't know, anything else you want to throw in there? No, that's about it. We're going to kick things off like we've been doing lately, at least, by talking about just what's been going on in life. What, what have we been up to and things like that. It's November now. We enjoyed a fun Halloween with our two boys. Yeah, and we just, I don't know, I feel like the whole month of October, one of them was sick. Like, so we've just been dealing with a lot of, like, sick babies, toddlers, off and on. It felt like once a week for the whole month of October. Something like that was going on. So that's never never fun. Hopefully we stay well. Yeah, hopefully so. That's it was quite a uh adventure. We went to the Great Wolf Lodge, which if you've never heard of that, it's this indoor water park slash how would you describe the uh Yeah, so on your fall break we decided to Take the boys to the Great Wolf Lodge, which is in Grapevine. There's, they have them like all over the country, and I'm pretty sure they're like Canada has them too. But it's just a big indoor water park resort, super centered around kids. And we we just went for one night because we live so close to it. So we had like two days there to still spend at the water park, which was plenty of time for the ages that we have. And it's all themed. I don't know, lodge, wolf, cabin, foresty. But then there's like this, I don't know, what's that little fantasy game that all the kids were playing? Oh, there's something Magic Quest or, I think Magic Quest or. Yeah, there's some Magic Quest where you get a wand or something. And so if you just, if you go out in the hallway, there's kids kind of running up and down, which may sound like a nightmare to some people. Um but basically, on every floor of this hotel resort, there's these interactive things that kids can interact with. And then, I don't know, it's like a game. You score points, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we're super speculating on this because we didn't do this. Our, our kids are not old enough to understand what, what that would even mean. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're just observers to that. Yeah, we didn't drop the extra, like, 50 bucks per kid. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We mainly just enjoyed the water park. Um, you know, got to walk around, go a little trick. They had like a trick or treating activity in the evening that uh, our oldest boy got to go do. Um, so that was good, and it was just a fun little getaway. I don't know, little. It was. It was short. fun, and we went with my family and got to see my, you know, hang with my nieces and my nephew and my sister and brother in law. So. Yeah. So that was fun, and then we had just other little things going on over the month of October. We just did some, I don't know, typical pumpkin patch stuff. and Yeah, pumpkin carving, things pumpkin like carving. that. Easton's, he's almost four, so he's really into all that now. Oh, yes, yes, a big deal. And we had like a marathon trick-or-treating 
weekend starting like the Thursday before Halloween and then it was like Sunday and then it was like Monday we went to my work and trick-or-treated then went back to our neighborhood and trick-or-treated Sunday we trick-or-treated at church it was just it was just like so much candy um (laughs) yeah we you know you buy candy to you know for the trick-or-treaters and we ended up with more candy than we bought somehow still have Halloween candy that I'm trying to slowly get rid of like discreetly so he doesn't notice yeah although he's been really good about not really like being that obsessed with it yeah like he just wants a lollipop every now and again and he he can never finish one it like he gets tired of it and throws it away uh which I'm totally fine with yeah so which we're not really big candy people like we never really have candy in the house no not really i love those chocolates it's like bark thins we have some of that oh you yeah you have it with the almonds though i don't see i'm not a nut guy i don't like nuts or anything like that in my chocolate i just want i love those bark thins it's like dark chocolate with almonds and then we've been buying that hue is it hue or hu chocolate I have no idea. It's the the healthy chocolate. Quote, unquote, healthy chocolate. It's it's like just cocoa and cocoa butter. And that's like it. It's very, uh, like if you don't like dark chocolate, you're, you're going to not like it at all. It's like very bitter. Right. But, but we we love dark chocolate though. Yeah. I mean, I really like it. Especially that one with the hazelnut, mm. hazelnut butter hue. Chocolate yeah. Bar. Well, oh, you got so you got that one and the the salty one. Mm-hmm. I did like the salt in there. That was good. And then we have the little baking chips too. Yeah. That we just kind of keep eating. We should actually bake with them. See what it tastes like. Like, make some chocolate chip cookies or. Yeah. I don't know. No, they're we... just like I don't know the best. I don't. I wouldn't say the best. It's, I mean, there's so many opinions on that. Just I don't know unrefined natural ingredient chocolate i guess is how you can describe it yeah it has a bunch we, of stuff on the label we try to stay on the healthy side you know it's it's it doesn't always happen like chick-fil-a tonight yeah, chick-fil-a tonight we had wing stop on halloween you know that's chickens like our weakness and then we had hat creek burger another time anyways <laughs> it's not a food podcast it's a gaming <laughs> podcast so we did do or attempted to do the 13 nights of Halloween. Oh, yeah. We had like a post every day leading up to Halloween. And we were trying to showcase like the 13 different games that were Halloween themed. And we kind of fell off the bandwagon a little bit. And there were some every other days. And then pretty sure we never posted the last day just because Halloween like took over. Yeah. But we doubled up on the days that That's we missed. We We would miss a day and then... Next day we'd post two, and and then the last day we just didn't. Yeah, it really, like, Halloween just got us. We're like, mm, it's fine. I doubt anyone's going to. No one's going to call us out on it. So. Uh, no. Yeah. But we've also been playing some games. We got some new games in, and today we just had a big old box arrive full of games. We haven't gotten to play any of those. We got but. so much in today. We're going to talk about it soon because i just i want to we want to get into some game talk first because but yeah there's lots of fun things that we're going to share um but what game do we want to talk about first how about the your favorite polyomino game now oh a planet 
Unknown. Yep. Planet Unknown. So, like I just said, it's a polyomino game. If you haven't heard us talk about it before, think Tetris pieces. You're trying to Tetris piece all over this blank planet that's in front of you. The really neat thing about this is it includes a lazy Susan that holds all the pieces. So, the way it works is, on your turn, you pick one of the quote-unquote depots on this lazy Susan, and you turn it in front of you, and then you choose one of the tiles that's in front of you, and then everybody else also chooses a tile that's in front of them. And so, you know, depending on where you're sitting at the table, it'll determine what tiles you can pick. Right, and it's a pretty key element of the game because you're having to rotate it in between each turn. Yeah. Don't you know? And I really like how you're placing your polyominoes on your circular planet. In a lot of other board games, you're you're not trying to fit the polyominoes into a shape. You see what I'm saying? Like you're not trying to like fit them it's into It's mostly like a square. You're mostly like building out. And I feel mm. like this you're trying to like place in. Gotcha. I don't know. I mean, am I right? Maybe. I don't know. I think about patchwork. You're just filling in a square. Oh, yeah. It's like a square, though, or King Domino, you're building a square. Oh, yeah. It's not play Domino, but it's... Well, Isle of Cats varies because the boats are all different. Just kidding. Okay. (laughs) That's all the poly. I can't think of one that's not. But... Well, I mean... Which one's not? I don't know. <laughs> but this one is the cool. The only one that's a circle. Oh, the planet unknown? Yeah. I, yeah, I'd agree with that. And it, it's got like rows. You're trying to fill in each row and each in each column. column, which is really similar to tapestry. tapestry. Yeah. But it, and also like tapestry, there are tracks. So every time you lay a tile on your planet, there are, you're basically going to go up two tracks, depending on the symbol. And there's, there's civilization, there's technology, there's water, there's... The green one. Plant, yeah, the green one, which is like plant life or something. And then there's this rover one, which is really cool. Because once you start going up the rover one, you get to put out this little, looks like a little Mars rover, on your planet. And then... What you do with that is, as you further up that track, you're moving around your planet that you're laying tiles on, Mm -hmm. which is cool. And your rover's trying to collect these comets that come on some of the tiles. And if your comet is in a row or column, you can't score that row or column. Which we missed that roll the first time. Yeah, the first time we played, we're like, oh, comets, you want comets because your little rover can pick them up because every three comets you pick up is a point. So it's like, oh, yeah, you want comets so you can go collect them. There's also also these little blue, they call them life pods, that start out on your board that your rover can go collect if the off chance you'd never get a common, I guess, maybe. But it's really neat. Um, I've never seen that before in a tile lane game where you're actually, like, doing, moving around your little board, which is cool. And then you're competing for tiles, and it's pretty high competition, so if I see... I. I think you and I both like the rover because, you know, we would both try to go for the rover. There are personal goals. Whoever has this much or the most of this terrain 
you know, scores points, and there's also asymmetric player boards. So you can play, there's a generic one that everybody can play with, or there's there's like a one that's water-based or one that's rover-based or plant-based. And then there's also different planets you can play on, so the terrain is a little different. It's a lot. It's got a lot of legs. It's got a lot of layers to it, for yeah. sure. It sounds intimidating. It's not. It's actually, I think, more approachable of a board game than it may sound. Um, I really liked it. We played it, like, two nights in a row or mm-hmm. maybe, like, every other night. I don't We played it pretty close back to back. And, um, yeah, I really like a lot of the different elements of Planet Unknown. We can't wait to get that one back out. Yes, and before we go, I'd just like to say Michelle was super skeptical. I was a little skeptical. And I was even skeptical myself when we went and we picked up this game from Game Nerds, which is kind of local to us, and the box was huge. Oh, it's massive. Yeah, <laughs> All the games lately are just taking up so much space. We ha- we, we've had another collection of games to sell. Yeah. So we're trying to keep the shelf down you know if if one comes in we try to get rid of one or two you know because we know we're not going to play as all we have so you know share the love so to speak yep yep no that's i mean and that's what we do too like i mean once we're tired of a game like it's like okay well we have this new game we're really excited about we're not as ex- as excited about this older one like we can sell it or trade it and it's usually not like that big of a loss yeah so so, speaking of which, we played a semi-old one relative to this podcast, Tekinu, mm. which is one of the first games that you wanted on the podcast, I think, unless I'm remembering wrong. No, that sounds about right. We've had that one for over two years, and it's definitely not going to go on the cell. No. Block. For sure not. This is it's still one of my favorites. If if you listen to the podcast, you first talk about it. But Tekinu is a game where you are drafting dice to take actions on this Egyptian themed board game, where you can build statues, or you can build buildings, or you can work on add pillars to the temple. You can also get these really cool technology cards or ability cards that basically, you know, supercharge your actions and things like that. It sounds really lame, and it's what's interesting is there's only, I think, 16 turns in the game, and then it's over, so it's super fast. And I remember when we first got it, it's it's a heavy game. It's We played it with Matt and Sarah, which are our heavier board gamer friends, and they they were kind of... You know, like whoa, this is yeah this a, is lot. a lot. I mean, it is it is a lot. It's a it's an intense game. It's not one I would suggest with just you know. No, but it, it's I mean it's relatively simple. You you can focus on like one corner of the board and do all right. You know, or you can or you can play around and do all right. It's is what it is. But we played with the expansion called the Time of Seth. I don't know if we've talked about the expansion on the podcast, but it basically adds another little board off to the side where you have these tracks for warriors and priests and basically you can go out and 
quote-unquote conquer lands where you just put a little building out saying you've conquered land over there and you get a reward but you also get these nasty blood tokens which i didn't talk about the balancing act in this game is when you draft dice it can either be a pure die or a tainted die and you have these scales on your board that you're always trying to keep balance between tainted and pure and if you get some blood on your hands, then it's permanently tainting your game for the rest of the game. So. Yes, yeah, so, like, not only are you trying to balance, like, the order that you can do each action, because it really matters a lot, I feel like you're also trying to not go too negative or not go too positive on your own little scale, which it's just, this is, like, a really puzzly game yeah what do you think about the expansion mm. it's not super memorable so i don't know take her to leave it yeah i mean clearly if i like can't even i remember yeah. there was like these gray pieces or gray things and that's it i don't, I don't know like it's just not sticking with me very well yeah, it's that's that's kind of how I feel about it too. It's it's take it or leave it. The one thing I do like is it adds these dice that are always they they add one dice that's always pure, and then they add a uh, two more that are always tainted. So they're always available. That is a nice because feature. the die. But depending on the round, the the little obelisk turns and casts a shadow on the dice, and it changes what's tainted, what's pure, yada yada. So, but. It's nice. Adds it adds more options, whereas before it was a little restricting. Yeah, I think that's the best part of it. I can't really remember what was going on with that, like priest and warrior thing. Yeah, I think you spend the priest to take like special cards at the beginning of a round, and then the warriors, like I said, you can use them to conquer and put buildings down. I think they were adjusting the if. You go for like a building strategy, it's kind of not as good as like a statue or a pillar strategy. Ah. And so they're trying to add a little bit more to that. So. Okay. But yeah. But that's Takinu, the time of Seth. Yeah. What other games have we been playing? Well, I know we kind of finished up our Halloween playthrough of like welcome to halloween edition uh leading up to um obviously halloween and we always play the quacks quedlinburg around halloween so we played those two and we've talked a lot about welcome to and quacks yeah those are some of our favorites yes they're still really great quacks has a witch's expansion um and a alchemist's expansion Mm-hmm. which if you if you like quacks at all, I highly recommend the Witch's Expansion. Like, It's almost like buy it with the base game. It's that good. Mm-hmm. And it's that easy to throw in. The Alchemist is if you play quacks a lot and you kind of want to up it, up the complexity a little bit. It's It adds another little piece to your board, your cauldron. Yeah. And it's neat because it incentivizes trying to get as close as you can to blowing up without blowing up, which, you know, pushing your luck. And it also 
encourages you to get different types of chips because in quacks it's easy to just say okay i'm just going for these two colors this game and then that's all you're getting the rest of the game this incentivizes you to grab more colors um yeah yeah variety kind of gets you more opportunities for points with the alchemist board track so that was good it was fun yeah it was fun um we've played do we want to talk about like our newest newest play what about or is there a different one we should do first let's talk about terraforming mars Ares expedition oh yeah i didn't know if that was the one you were talking about uh no i mean that's one we need to but it wasn't the one i was thinking of gotcha gotcha so terraforming mars is a game that is uh very well known if you haven't heard of it in the board gaming world, well, I don't know. If you're in the board gaming world, I feel like you've heard of it. Yeah. And if you're not, it's it's a popular game. I I could be wrong. I think they sold it at Target at some point. But it's also a heavier game. And it revolves around terraforming Mars. You're playing cards to lay these tiles on Mars that, you know, build trees or build oceans or build cities things like that it's really neat because there are these corporations which are your player powers and there's like a ton in the base game and then like every expansion they add more and more but it's a really fun game just because there's there's a lot of cards you don't see all the cards in one game and so and all the cards are cool right you you want to always play these cards but you can't because you don't have money Mm -hmm. or you don't have the resources and so yeah, you're real. The Ares Expedition. Which is the game we currently have that we're talking about. Is a spinoff of the original, but it is designed as a lighter or more faster paced version. Ship. Yeah. And we we got rid of our version, our big version of Terraforming Mars. Right. Just because we have a lot of heavy, heavy games and it just wasn't getting played. Well, this is like the perfect version for us because we still really loved that game. It just, it was never getting touched because other games were in the way. And now that we have the Ares expansion version or expedition version, I think we're going to play this one more. It's still long. It's still complex enough, but there are some elements that, are speedier yeah Uh, such as so in the original it's you take a turn you can do two actions and then it's the next person's turn and y'all just gonna you know circle like that this everyone plays a card simultaneously that's an action card where you and everybody flips over at the same time then in order everybody takes those actions simultaneously i really liked that feature yeah, so we're both, you know, we're trying to figure out. It's like, okay, it looks like Michelle needs some resources, so she's probably going to produce. So I'm going to play maybe the draw cards card, and mm-hmm. that way I'll draw cards and she'll I'll get to produce because she played the produce card. Yeah, so you both get to take that action, so you're always trying to hopefully predict a different... Play something your opponent didn't. Right, which is hard. Sometimes we play... Yeah. And Let's say one. Yeah, which isn't always bad because you do get a bonus 
if you if you were the one that played the card. So there's a little bonus action at the bottom of each card that you get. And some of the cards that you can build out in front of you give you a bonus too. Like I had one that was you get two money and if you were the one that played the the blue card this turn that triggers this, you get a plant. You know, and so Yeah, so there's still a you know, a positive to both playing the same yeah. action. Um I and I think this is kind of one thing too that really just makes it stand apart from the original Terraforming Mars. It's just how especially if you're, if you're playing with a bigger group, like it felt like forever till it was your turn again in Terraforming mm-hmm. Mars. And in this situation, I don't you would never like that wouldn't happen. Like you're doing something every turn. Everyone's doing something every turn. So it's just it's more engaging and that's what picks up the pace with it too. So if you've ever been on the fence of Terraforming Mars or if you didn't like it, this version, I definitely think it deserves a shot. Yeah, I would say so too. And It's a faster setup. The components are smaller. The board is smaller. It takes up less space. Um, it's just easier to manage. Mm-hmm. And if you, the get the, if you get the nice version, you get dual-layered player boards. Oh, yeah, which we did. The last game we're going to talk about tonight is one of Michelle's favorites, if not favorite, and that is Wingspan. So, the other day, we had an enormous box arrive on our doorstep. It was the Wingspan nesting box. It had the Asia expansion in it, but what do you think about this next nesting box? It's super massive and it takes up like its own cube in a calyx shelf yeah which if if you haven't heard us talk about our calyx shelves one cube typically holds four maybe five games this takes up over half of one it doesn't take up the whole thing but it's like over half it pretty much takes up the whole thing yeah you can maybe fit something skinny like one other one maybe but but yeah and i will say this this box is it's sold out right now. It sold 10,000 copies within 12 hours or something. It was something crazy. It sold out in North America. Um, it is very beautiful. And and it organizes your wingspan game on the inside, which is really cool. It is very pretty. Like, the box is really pretty. They did a really good job designing all of it. Like, even from, like, this, the birds on the side, how they... You know, the lid, everything. Colors inside, you know, all the containers that fit everything perfectly from the cards to the pieces. And they even fit our little pieces that we bought off Etsy to replace the little resource tokens. And Jamie Stegmaier has gone in. He's like, I wanted it to fit everything that's going to come out for Wingspan. Plus, if you've upgraded your game, I want it to fit that too. And kudos to him for this next piece i love board game inserts and everything i buy a ton for the board games that we have that help organize it so you can set up the game easier and clean up but the hardest thing is getting the organizer to go back in the box the way it's supposed to this nesting box has the instructions to do so inside the lid so you flip the lid over and while you're putting up the game, you can just look at the inside of the lid and you're like, oh, 
this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. Genius. Yeah, that was a really, really good idea. Yeah, because like I said, I love custom inserts, board game inserts, but I'm always, sometimes I have to go back to the place where I bought it, and I'm like, how does this, look at the pictures, how does this fit back in the box? But very cool. But we also play, we played Wingspan. We didn't just get the box, but it came with an expansion, Asia, which it had, it adds a cool two-player mode that you can play, but we were kind of tired and didn't want to. It was daylight savings night, and we were, our kids had gotten up early, and we didn't want to learn a new game, so we just threw in the bird cards that were new. And, and still played regular. Yeah. Wingspan will play the two-player special version sometime. Yeah, and we'll soon. talk about that soon. But the, the new bird cards were cool. I kind of seated them near the top of the deck, and so we got to see a bunch of them. But but that was Wingspan Nesting Box. And didn't, I was like one point, barely beat you by one point. No, you destroyed me. Oh, okay. No, you're right. You're right. There was something else we just played that was like one point. Dream Home, maybe. Dream Home. We, we didn't talk about Dream Home, but um, we played Dream Home recently. I'm pretty sure you beat me by one point. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Um, but yes, that's right. I did. Or was it Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition? It could have been Terraforming Mars. I, I think, think it was that was. one. I think no, I it's... beat you by more than one point in Dream Home. I'm on like a little win streak. Which yeah, I think you last are. time we talked on the podcast, I was on like a month long losing streak or yeah, something. I think you're 3 and 0 against me right now. Hmm. I'll have to change that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so anything else with Wingspan? That's it. That's it? That's all I'm going to talk about with Wingspan. Well, some other exciting things that we wanted to share is that this is not a board game, by the way. It's just something fun that we want to share. So I um, came across these advent blocks um, on like an ad. Like it was probably like an Instagram ad. Um, like not even a week ago. And I was like, these are pretty cool. Like it's like a series of advent blocks and you, um, you know, kid, and they're, they're geared for like families, kids. Um, we need, obviously you don't, these don't start till December 1st and they're geared for, um, kids like help them learn about the season of advent and just, you know, focus on something other than like presents all of December. So there's a book that comes with these blocks. There's actually two books. One book is like really geared towards kids and the other book could be more for like adults. So each day you're supposed to, you know, showcase a block and you like you flip over a block and it, it'll like show a letter instead of the number. So it's like, you know, obviously one through 25 for, you know, Christmas. And each day you flip over a block to a letter. And by the end of the season of Advent, obviously Christmas day, you get to, to the last block and you flip it and it's like reveals a message. Um, so as you're flipping these blocks though, you're supposed to like read a story out of the, the kid's book each day and they're, they're short stories. Um, so I was like, these blocks look really cool, you know, cause I've been like wanting to do something for Chris, you know, when, when Christmas season is officially here, I wanted to like do something, but I wasn't really sure what. So I reached out to this company. They're called good kind, goodkind.co. And they sent us a copy of these blocks, uh, which we're really excited about getting. They just came in today, and I showcased them on our story, 
I'm going to be doing a short little reel about them and we're going to have a quick giveaway. It's like a really quick turnaround um, because they have a deadline, uh, but we're going to be doing a giveaway and then I also have a code for uh, 20% off. So if it's something that sounds any remotely interesting to you, um, the code is FRIENDS20. Um, we don't get anything like for this. It's just no. like, not like we're just sharing because we think it's cool and they told us, hey, here's this code if you want to share it. Um, so... That's what I'm doing, and I'm going to have the giveaway. It'll be a really quick turnaround, but I'm going to post that tomorrow. Um, and so this is just something fun that we think will be cool to do in December. Um, but, yeah, goodkind.co. They're really nice quality wooden blocks, and they also have little pictures on them too. So, like, our son was already, like, playing with them today, like, stacking them and just yeah. making little towers, and he was just he thought they were fun. So um, they're good for kids of all ages. And they seem to be pretty durable because our set has oh, yeah. I mean, solid fallen wood. off the table yeah. a couple times now, and I haven't noticed any. It's solid dents. wood. Even the case it comes in, it's like really nice solid wood. The yeah. books are nice quality, so it's it's a really good quality set. They did a really good job. I'm also excited because they have Easter versions too oh, that they do. Cool. Like you can you know in the spring. So um, we'll definitely share all of the details on that on our Instagram. Um, tomorrow and then i'll just kind of be talking about it uh, i'm trying to think if there's anything else but yeah we, we we've been doing this thankful turkey like since november 1st we like have this little turkey that i just made out of like a like the wings the wings it was, a, it was the wing stop bag that we from bought halloween. halloween night yep i was like oh this will be perfect i'm gonna cut it out you know just i mean this is like a handmade turkey um, but he's actually really cute. Construction paper and we said wing stop, right? Wing uh, stop, yeah, not, not wingspan. No. Wing stop. Wing stop. The wing place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've been doing this thankful turkey where our oldest like tells us what he's think something he's thankful for each day, and we like add the feather to the turkey. And so, anyway, these advent blocks will just be a really good little. Yeah, and if they go well, we'll, we'll maybe explore the Easter and things like that. Yeah, so shout out to goodkind.co. They have a great Instagram page, and then uh, just they're really good responding on email too. Like, great communication. So, thought I would shout them out. Um, I think that's it. We'd like to thank everyone for joining us on this fun episode. Yeah, we had fun catching up with just what we've been up to and what games we've been playing. I feel like we've had like a good bit of games to talk about. So Yeah, yeah. And hopefully we like we said, we got this big box of games. We can talk about some more hopefully soon. We're gonna shoot for maybe end of the month but you know it it might be see you next see you this december <laughs> possibly so because it is already like november 9th <laughs> yeah but where can the good people find us they can all find us at a couple games.mz on instagram or you can feel free to email us at a couple games 2014 at com. And with that, we're going to bring this episode to a close. But until next time, I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this has been A Couple Games. Mm-hmm.